I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Chris Asano Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shumanoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. It is Angel Ortega. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, boys. Uh, UC Vegas 80, 81, Bellator 300. Whole bunch of news. UC 294 has been completely turned uh, upside down, as well as we got to talk about the Prime card coming, uh, coming on this Saturday night from London. Uh, before we break into the action, as always, we're brought to you by two fantastic sponsors of the show, Rogue Energy and Elixir. Code sound those for 10% off. Rogue Energy keeps me going throughout my day. I recently went on vacation, traveled up to the Ozark Mountains, you know, did some hiking, did some fun stuff. And uh, you know what kept me motivated throughout that? Rogue Energy. Kept me, kept me fueled up. I was able to go throughout the mountains, do the drive, do the whole process, you know. And uh, But when I got home, I took some of that Elixir with their Delta, with Delta 8, 9, 10, Excellent products. And once again, code sound off at checkout for both of those. You get really fueled up. We're going to get really fucking high with code sound off at checkout for 10% off both Rogue Energy and Elixir. Uh, admit to the angel. We both, we both said in the green room that these recaps are probably going to go a little bit quick because, dude, they seem, with all the news that's happened this week, these fights feel like they were like three months ago. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, you know, like I'm trying to remember some of them right now. It's just like, it's kind of fucking hard, you know? But, uh, no, no, no. You remember, there were some pretty big moments on this. Well, especially in the main event, you know, because um, UC Vegas 80 main evented by Bobby Green and Grant Dawson. Grant Dawson, we've been high on this kid for a long time, 29 years old, tw- entered the fight 21-1. and one. But look, dude, it only takes one. And King Bobby Green landed that one 33 seconds into the first round, gets the knockout win. And Bobby Green is, uh, you know, 37 years young. He is now once again a ranked lightweight contender with a massive upset, dude. What do you think about this fight and uh, Bobby Green pulling off the upset? It's weird because I don't know if you felt the same way, but I was and wasn't shocked. I don't know if you can share the same sentiment. Mm. Uh, yeah. were, were you? Uh, were you shocked or were, were I you surprised at all? I was definitely pretty surprised. Like, I will say that we said in the, like, whenever we were previewing the fight last week, I was like, you know, there's definitely going to be some areas where if Grant Dawson is not fully capable on the feet, Bobby Green's going to expose that. So in a way, I wasn't that. Like, I always knew it was a possibility, but at the same time, it's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. he's still that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I think I feel about the same way. Like, I was and wasn't shocked because, like, like, like you just said there, we knew that there were some deficiencies there. Fuck, like the way it happened, right? You know, mm-hmm. I thought maybe it'd be a little bit more drawn out. And there were some people who were like, "I'm not surprised," you know, uh, Grant isn't Islam, which is obviously, yeah, we know that. And at the end of the day, I mean, Grant wasn't gonna win this fight the same way Islam won his fight against Bobby Green. I think, regardless, uh, they just are two completely different fighters. I think uh, mm-hmm. they both use the foundation of wrestling, but in different different ways. Uh, so. I think that was another big, big component. Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming Bobby Green probably took a lot from that and always confident, always, uh, how do I put it, uh, comfortable in his own skin at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows himself very well. I mean, that's. I mean, Brock, he walked out with sexy red. So, I mean, you know, that man, <laughs> he was, Bobby Green was feeling himself. You know, he's always, he's yeah, his so own he, man. So he's back in the rankings. And funny enough, I think there is some potential good matchups. Uh, 
you know, the performance, I mean, there isn't a lot to say outside of, holy shit, right? Impressive as fuck. Then a lot of people, a lot of people didn't see that coming. But apparently, you know something that did surprise me though, Josh? Our viewers. They all had Bobby Green winning this pretty much. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the polls, but it was something insane. Yeah, yeah. We, I gotta, we gotta give a shout out to the sound out all, sound off audience, dude, because they're more educated than us. Picking significant. I, if you go back and look, it's like they picked every, pretty much like all but like two main events incorrectly. Like they've been killing it. But yeah, Bobby Green was a heavily was heavily favored by the Sound Off fans this week. Um, yeah, you guys weren't surprised at all. We were pretty fucking pretty fucking surprised. Dude, it looked like Juliana Pena Amanda Nunes odds, dude, with how the voting went, dude. Like, <laughs> but hey, Bobby Green's the people's champ. You know, people love Bobby Green. Yeah, dude, the fuck this Sean Strickland, like, you know, people's champ. This Bobby Green's the real people's champ. Yeah. He really is, dude. I mean, that was a hell of a win. I I mean, like you said, I was I was surprised. I was like, we knew it was a possibility, but damn, I didn't see it going down like that. I mean, 30 seconds in. Um, And in regards to the both of these guys, you know, Grant Dawson's already come out, and he's he's had a sense of humor about the loss. He's already talked about it. He'll be fine moving forward. Uh, for Bobby Green, man, this is a huge win. Looking at those lightweight rankings, who do you think he should face next? Uh, or a couple of names, you know. I can't remember. Who's Matt Favola fight? Is it St. Denise? I think the winner of that Benoit fight. St. Denise, yeah. Yeah, I think he should fight the winner of that fight. I think that'd be a very intelligent next move. Um, I think, I mean, shit, Drew Dober might be ranked again. We might have to run back Drew Dober versus Bobby Green one more time. I mean, who's going to uh, say no to that? You know what I mean? I would have no problem with that, dude. Uh, Hidano Boycano, Jalen Turner, Dan Hooker, I think are all like great options. Uh, it's actually quite interesting. I think right now for Bobby Green, especially on the low, uh, on the lower half of lightweight, there's a lot of good options. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of good options. I mean, I know that Hidano um, Boycano went ahead and called out Dan Hooker, but that fight's not been made. Um, there's a lot of guys on the lower tier of the rankings that are not currently booked. But I really like that shout, man. I, th- I think Frivola, either the winner or loser, honestly, a Frivola uh, St. Denise would be a fucking banger, man. Uh, but for Bobby Green, dude, I mean, this was just, an on- this was the lifeline that he needed, man. I mean, at 37 years old, we've kind of seen over the past, like, I'd say since COVID, Bobby Green's taken his career more seriously than he did before. Like, I have no, I have nothing to back that up. It's just my own personal, that's what I'm, I feel like I'm seeing, you know? Um, because he's been competing with these young guns, man, um, and that big win over Grandoff. Like this, if you're if you're looking for a guy that getting up there in age, you know, you know the clock is ticking. He needed that win, and he got it in style. So I'm excited to see who he faces next, regardless of who it is. I know it's going to be a banger, dude. So I love Bobby Green, and like I said, for Grant Dawson, like Angel, he'll be back. You know, yeah, he's like, young. He's got yeah, time. Still in his 20s. That was only the second loss of his career, so it is what it is. Um, kind of just to kind of move down to the co-main event. Joe Pfeiffer is for real. Um, you like Joe Pfeiffer, Josh? Say the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but <laughs> I am a Joe you. Pfeiffer fan. I am a Joe Pfeiffer fan. I will say that. Um, has he, he arrived ever, yet? Though is this? I think. Alive? I think this was his arrival because he. I mean, you can argue the Gerald Mearshart fight, but this one he basically made Abdul Hazak. He looked like Bo Nickel out there, bro. <laughs> He was wrestling. He was wrestling how I wrestle, like in in my in my daydreams. You know, like you ever like you ever like think, oh man, if I get into a fight, I do this. 
That's what Joe Piper did. Just threw him around every single possible way. Wins by second round submission. Um, yeah, I, I predicted I that on MMA verdicts. Just I always got to brag about that when I get it right. I didn't predict Joe Piper a second round submission. I had a feeling it was going to end that way. I don't know why. That's actually impressive. Okay, but what do you what do you think about the win, man? I know that he already he's already signed a new deal. I mean, shit, he deserves it. I mean, he he has some attention behind him. It is. Especially, I always say this, man, about 185, and especially right now, there is no better time um, for all these 185ers to kind of get this moment. And uh, for him, I mean, I, I just can't wait to see the next challenge. I wonder how far they'll push him next. Um, and they don't even really have to because he's still young. There's think there's a lot of options. He's talented, and they know they can put him on a – I mean, should they put him on a co-main? What's, what's to say they can't put him on a main event now of an Apex card at least? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I think that's that actually might be what's going to happen next for him because Dana loves this kid, and we know that whenever Dana likes you, Josh, you know. <laughs> be like Joe Pfeiffer. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I mean, but whenever Dana likes you, dude, like that's basically the, the ticket that you need to success. Guaranteed. By the way, ticket. do yeah. you think Michael Jordan can sue for this? Like, be be like Mike? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I? You know what I'm getting at? Like. <laughs> I should think about it like that, but I mean, maybe. You know, how will this affect LeBron's legacy? That's what I really. That's think. that's the real question. I I wake up every. I woke up Sunday morning after Joe Pfeiffer's win, and I thought, how does this affect LeBron's legacy? You know, <laughs> that's all I thought about. <laughs> the only thing you could think about. Oh God. Um. Anyways, man. I mean, and and not a whole lot to say about this 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 win. Admittedly, like. He, I don't believe the rankings. Like, did he bust into the rankings? I don't think he had, right? No, no way. That's what I thought. Yeah, like he has not been ranked. It was, it was a. <laughs> hey, it was a win, have, but I don't think he's close. <laughs> not right now. No, no, I didn't think so either. But but he could get there quick. I was just double checking. Yeah, yeah, he could, he can get there quick. I mean, I mean, you can probably give him one more and then a ranked opponent. No one would question it. Yeah. No, I don't. He called out Paul Craig. Everybody's calling out Paul Craig. He said he wants to Paul. He wants to which. I got I to gotta say it. I hate this move. I hate this move whenever people do this. But he called out Paul Craig. He said that uh, Paul Craig is going to lose his next fight, and then after that he wants to fight Paul Craig. Interesting. Yeah, he wants to fight Paul Craig after he said he's going to fight Paul Craig after Brendan Allen beats him up. So it's like, why don't – why why don't why don't you fight somebody coming off a win? Like it's just why don't you why don't you try and I mean I'm assuming he's friends with Brendan Allen. That's why he's saying that. I guess I'm just you know. But uh, still, you know, just kind of saying you'll fight the loser or fight. It's always kind of weird to me, but whatever. Um, in regards to the rest of this UC Vegas 80 card, that main card, man, uh, pretty solid, pretty solid. What fights do you most want to talk about coming out of it? Fuck, man, we got to talk about. Oh, who do I start with? I mean, they were all impressive. The, the, you got you got to say this about the whole main card. Every single winner looked very good in how they won. Um, everybody, you know, like Bill Algio, good performance against Alexander Hernandez. Little Alexander Hernandez came, came in, coming on a little later. I can't remember. It's, I mean, dude, like you said, there's so much. Like, he had his moments, you know, without getting too specific. I think he had moments. If he had a little bit more, I think he could have maybe pushed for a potential win, but it just wasn't. There wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Dober, obviously, sick finish over Ricky Glenn. I think, I think, not trying to be, not trying to be a villain here, but I think we could have all predicted that. Uh, yeah. he, de- he defeats the meme. If you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, 
Joaquin Buckley, officially 2-0 at 170, Josh. He, has he arrived? <laughs> Is, you know, the, yeah. I, I, I'm a little surprised, though. I thought I thought Morona was going to look a little better. I think maybe Alex Morona might have peaked Josh after his uh, his uh, four-fight win streak, and then after he lost to Santiago Ponza maybe in the third round, after do, seemingly doing very well. Yeah. It, it all kind of like – and it's not like he's doing bad. I mean, he got a win after that. He beat Team Means, but – Older vet, he just lost to Joaquin mm-hmm. Buckley, who's a younger guy who just made the transition to 170. I think we kind of saw the the tip of the iceberg on this one, but I mean, he's, I think he'll still be around, and be really competitive. He's gonna be around for a while. Yeah, he will. I mean, I I will say that um, just kind of hit a couple of those fights that you went ahead and just discussed. Um, the Drew Dober Ricky Glenn fight, I think basically everybody knew that that was basically a, a state sanctioned execution. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I like Ricky Glenn a lot. Like, I, I like the guy. Um, but I don't think, I mean, he just lost to Cristiano Diagos by knockout. You know what I mean? Like, damn, you know, like, so to sign up for a fight with Drew Dober, I think we all kind of knew it was going to go that way. Uh, Joaquin Buckley, he's, he's the new and improved one, man. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, two wins in a row, both very exciting fights. He'd love to see it. Like you mentioned, Alex Morono. Um, you know, he can't, I, I'm really rooting for him, man. He put that four or five win streak together. He was a guy hitting his 30s, you know. I didn't expect him to be as good as he was. He was put, putting a couple wins together. I kind of kind of hate to see him take an L here um, in two of his last three. And like you mentioned, that Ponzinibbio fight where he stepped in on, I believe, really short notice and nearly knocked him out. Like, that was a fucking fight. Of the, like, really a very excellent fight. Yeah, He was nothing away from winning that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he probably would have been close to ranked if not ranked after that fight. Yeah, yeah. he was right there, but hey, man, this is this is his game. It's it's unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, main card. I mean, Belgio picked up a win over Alexander Hernandez. Alexander Hernandez. Um, yeah, I mean, three losses in his last four. One win over over Jim Miller. We'll see where he goes from here. Belgio, though, I will give him credit. I mean, thirty four years old. He's really putting it together right now. Four wins in his last five. Um, in terms of the prelims, man, I mean, what what can you really say about a couple of these fights? I mean, Carolina Kukovic picking up a win over uh, Deanna Belbita. She is now back in the rankings. In my opinion, this is the most underrated comeback story in MMA right now. I'm not sure if you agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it is in a way, but, you know, and, and I look back at it, though, Josh. But if you look at the fight she's won, I mean, it, it kind of was the right build, you know? Like, they put mm. the Legos just in the perfect spots back because – I hate I hate to be that guy, but she went from losing to Jessica Andrade. I mean, I know Michelle Watson is there, but I, I mean, nowadays it's, it's you know what I mean. Like seeing how Michelle has been in her last few fights is not that loss looks a little worse, I think, in a way to an extent. Uh, but it's like Jessica Andrade, Alexa Grasso, Jan Shannon, like those three fighters right there, like tip of the iceberg. You know what I mean? Uh, and then you got like Jessica Panay in there, which is kind of like that saved Jessica Panay, you know, from being cut right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, you're not wrong. Like, you're not wrong. Like, obviously, the level of competition um, is has been significantly lower. At the same time, though, I mean, she was on the verge of retirement, and I think basically everybody thought she was either retired or get cut after that Panay lost. You know, I mean, she probably should have been cut. Not, I'm not gonna lie, but she. Good thing they didn't, though, right? Like, it all worked out. Yeah, I mean, she beat Felice Herring, who was another person who was on, you know, a losing streak. Loser that was gonna get cut or retire. She'll beat Silvana Gomez-Juarez, who, a very hard hitter, you know, coming off a huge knockout win. She beat Vanessa Diamopoulos, and that's Vanessa Diamopoulos' only loss in her last five fights. 
you know, like Belvita. I mean, she's admittedly not that great, but, you know, um, this was still a fun fight, and she's back in the rankings. So, I mean, you got to give her some sort of credit. Like, obviously, the fights have been Who do you think lower. she should fight? Who do I think she should fight? I have to pull up the rankings real quickly, but... uh, I think Angela Hill. That's actually a very good shout. She's 12. That makes a lot she's of sense. Four, she's 14. I don't know. I, I, I think that'd be a good shout. They could maybe give her uh, Michelle Watson for Michelle Watson's retirement fight. That that that's possible too. <laughs> I like that. Two old veterans, you know. Admittedly, yeah. Caroline has won a lot of fights, but I'll, uh, it, Michelle Watson, you know, it's it, she's, she's okay. She's in the case where Carolina was like a couple of years ago. Like no, we're just a shit ton of losses, you know. She's on the other end of it now, right? She was part of it, and now she's on the other end of it. That's it's crazy how life is, man. Yeah. So I wouldn't be. That's a fight that I have no problem with. But yeah, I mean, in, in regards to the rest of the UC Vegas prelims, man, I mean, what fights do you most want to talk about that we have not talked about? Ah, oh, God, I mean, I think we, we, I mean, we talked about it a little bit right there. I mean, Carolina, I think she was the kind of highlight of the prelims. Obviously, no disrespect to anybody else on here, but just the continuation of this story, right? And just kind of like, how far is it going to go? Hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um. Actually, one one thing I actually want to mention real quickly. Um, you did watch the whole the whole card, start start to finish, right? Uh, I saw from Nate Madness on. Okay. I was gonna ask you, uh, because this this fight did not did not really get any any treatment. So it's hardly I, I, it's literally the fight before that. Vanessa Diamopoulos versus Kaneko Murata. Uh, probably the worst decision of the year. Really? Yeah. Um, you can pull up the MMA decisions on that one. I should pull it up right now to make sure I was, wasn't going crazy. Uh, it was one person scored it for Vanessa Diamopoulos. So, yeah, that was a rough, a rough night, man. Highway robbery on that one, in my opinion. I don't uh, know what you're talking about, Josh. I had a 31-26 on my scorecard. <laughs> you, you gave – you had a 30-24 to Vanessa Diamopoulos. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyways, man, yeah, I mean, and in terms of this car, would you grade it out of 10, man? Fuck, oh, God. I'd say this is the fairest six I think you could give a card. Mm-hmm. Six, yeah. six and a half. You're pushing a seven, maybe even a seven. I don't disagree, dude. I think that's that's about fair, honestly. Like, it's it was okay. The prelims weren't great. Terrible decision as well, like I mentioned. Poor, poor, poor Murata, you know. Fucking hate to see that. First fight in two years, too, after breaking her arm. Like, fuck, dude. I think the best grade you can give this is probably a seven. I don't think you can go above a seven. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and go probably, I'm going to be like IGN ring because I'm going to give it a 6.3. It's 6.9. It's 6.9. God damn it. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.20 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Just the dumbest numbers. Yeah, Angel, this is, this is somewhat off topic, but. 3.60. <laughs> do you ever you ever like you ever like make a dumb joke in public and you just realize other people aren't as stupid as you are? I, Actually, I got would, my I, I got my first scoring, Josh. It's a six point one nine. <laughs> I fucking I bought some shoes at Adidas and it was uh-huh. sixty nine dollars and I just I just chuckled and went nice. And the guy was <laughs> not rock the guy the guy at the cash register just it was not rocking with the same energy, you know. <laughs> he just looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I'm like, hey, you know what? That's your problem, bro. Uh, but anyways, man, um, that's not the only UFC we got, man. I mean, we got a, we, obviously that's the recap, and uh, not the only UFC. I mean, we have we have more MMA to recap, excuse me, because uh, Bellator 300 went down as well on Saturday. Three world title fights. In the end, I mean, 
these fights went almost exactly the way that I expected. All right, uh, Josh. I mean, you could have bet your life on these fights, couldn't you? I probably could have. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, you could have done a three-way parlay and made no money on these fights. So it will start. We're start off with the main event. Usman Nurmagomedov defeating Brent Primus unanimous decision, fifty forty-five across the board. Um, basically, just dominated every single moment of this fight. Uh, we thought maybe Brent Primus would be able to test him in spots, but he just wasn't. Uh, what did you uh, think about this win, man? I mean, it was good. Um, I, I would have loved to see Usman try to get him out of there. But, I mean, at the same time, Brent Primus is a – getting him credit, man. Very durable. Uh, very hard to get out of there. Um, at 38 years old, I, I'm, I'm happy for him in the, in the in the sense that he got his chance at this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he was able to get here and fight for this title and have a one opportunity at it and have a hoorah, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously it didn't go the way he would have wanted, but it was nice to see him come in on short notice, getting upset over a win over a guy, Monsu Barnaby, who's going through it right now because he just got, he just lost uh, his last fight too to, uh, JJ Wilson, which was a shocker to me. Mm. But, I mean, who's been, I mean, he just looks good. He looks, uh, uh, I hate to say it, but damn near perfect, right? Uh, there's still a little something there though that I, it almost feels like, I hate to say it, Josh. I almost feel like he's holding back still a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. and I just, I just wish he would just unleash a little bit more of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's working for him. I mean, the guy's 18 and 0. I mean, who am I to say what he should be doing, right? So, he's still looking great. Mm. No, I don't disagree. I mean, he really is looking phenomenal. He's a guy that if Bellator goes under, which it's looking like that's what's going to be the outcome. I mean, we're still waiting to see the status of the PFL deal, but time's running out on that, from my understanding. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Usman, dude, I mean, what can you really say about it? Just just an excellent, excellent win. Flawless, I mean, fucking Mortal Kombat, flawless victory, basically. You know, like All, all, all he needed was a fatality at the end, right? Pretty much. I mean, it wasn't even close. At least so. a fatality, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fatality. <laughs> Um, I mean, okay. it, you know what? You know what, Angel? Speaking of fatalities, that co-main event, <laughs> that co-main event, Chris Cyborg just beat the fuck out of Kat Zingano. This is another yeah. fight where we're like, you know what? Maybe Cash can test her in spots. Brutality. <laughs> yeah, just instantly, instantly gets dominated. And, hey, man, uh, my women's yeah. going, bro. <laughs> For real? I I like her a lot, man. I I I do wish one at one point in time that her and Amanda could have met another time. Because at the at the end of the day, I know you try to tell me that like there's you know, there was no point to it, right? But at the same time, like at the same, who else is there for them to fight though? You know what I mean? Rather than each other. And at thirty years at thirty eight years old, Josh, she's still gotta give her credit. She's still putting chicks out. So yeah, man. I mean, just an excellent win by uh, Chris Cyborg. What did you think about it, man? Brutality. Fucking brutality. She's still doing it, man, even at her old age. I, by the way, I completely forgot Cyborg was like, damn near 40. She's 38. What the fuck? Like, this, this game is a shocker to me. Uh, when I clicked on her topology, uh, that night of, and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm like tripping out. I, I forgot Cyborg was, was getting up there. I mean, she's, she's up there now, respectfully, right? She's looking, I mean, dude, she's still putting, she's putting gals out still, bro. She's still putting these girls to sleep. It's not even like she's just like, Winning on pure technicality and and sure will right mm-hmm. like she's still like physically dominating these women. Uh, you know how will this affect LeBron's legacy? I don't know. 
get it. All jokes aside, you know, if she's not number one in the go conversation, she's at least she's no worse than that second. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that has to be said. Um, her ability to still be doing this now at this age is is, is impressive. I mean, you got it's typical. You got to give credit where credit is due. I wonder how much is still left of the tank though, like willing to compete. Because I mean, she's she did the boxing thing. She obviously came back to fight Kanzagano. Like there is still some fire there. When is it gonna end? I I wonder. Or do you have any idea if they do merge with a PFL? Could she potentially like maybe want to go that right and fight Kayla Harrison? You know, Julia Budd again, and some uh, Larissa Pacheco is actually one that like popped in my head. I'm like, dude, Larissa Pacheco at 45 could be very interesting, you know. I mean, that's that's kind of the whole thing. If 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 the PFL deal happens, we know the Kayla Harrison fight would be huge. That's the that's one of the fights I honestly want to most see in uh, in MMA. To be honest with you, I really think getting to see her grappling and getting to, getting just to see both of them tested, you know, because I feel like around their there's like around that size. There's really not too many other gals. I mean, you mentioned Larissa Pacheco as well. That'd also be an excellent, excellent fight. Uh, but for Cyborg, I mean, admittedly, I just don't know what's left for her to do. I mean, it's really what she, whatever she wants to do. Um, I think if she decides to go ahead and keep on fighting, which seems like that's the case uh, in boxing and I think she's said around like forty is when she'll start to consider retirement. You know, consider, bro. Isn't that scary? Consider. Yeah, or or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean, just just uh, just an excellent win, pure domination, not no surprise whatsoever. Um, speaking of domin, like I said, dude, every single fight on this card, I mean, <laughs> was just domination, no surprises whatsoever. Uh, this time, Liz Carmouche taking on Lima McFarland. These two were former teammates, but you weren't able to tell in fight night. Liz Carmouche beat the fuck out of Lima McFarland. Uh, specifically her legs, leg kicked her to death. Ends up getting the fifth round TKO win. No surprise here. Lima McFarland also missed weight. You gotta think that might be it uh, for a career on her. Yeah, that's what it's looking right. Injuries just completely just kind of shattered it for her, right? It's looking like like a. On top of that, Josh, uh, I saw a tweet. What was your opinion on the commentary during this fight? Because a lot of people were like, they felt like the commentary was very not enthusiastic, a little underwhelming. Obviously, the fight itself kind of. Had its own issues, right? And and even during the finish, it was kind of just like, bleh, you know? And granted, they yeah. they had a lot of fights. that They were there for quite a while. There was a lot in commentary. And the fight did go to uh, damn near the distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, 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 what's kind of your opinion on that? Uh, I, I, I watched a clip of it, and I was like, you know something? I actually don't, like, fully disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole thing, admittedly, is kind of, you know, like... I don't blame the commentary for not being excited because it's one of those, like, if you watch the full fight, it was one of those, it was a fight that, like, we all kind of knew what the result was going to be from the second round on, you know? Um, and it wasn't very shocking. I, and I also, you got to think about this, too. I saw a lot of people kind of bashing the commentary. It's like, these guys are going to probably be out of a job in, like, two weeks. Like, <laughs> I'm willing to give Mauro Ranallo, one of the goats of commentary, a fucking pass. You know what I mean? Considering the, the, that fight, that was what it was, the title was only on the line for one fighter, the champion, who was dominating the entire time. Like, I thought that was so overblown, people talking about that fight and talking about the call and all that, and the excitement level or whatever the fuck. I thought that was so over, overblown, in my opinion. It's um, the principle, Josh. <laughs> oh, I know it's the principle. I know it's the principle. 
Um, but regardless, man, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's my kind of thoughts. In regards to the rest of the Bellator 300 card, um, whole lot of prelim fights. I mean, anyone do you want to talk about in particular? I mean, Josh, they had a, these, these fuckers still had post slims, bro. Why? I don't know. They had a total of 16 <laughs> fights. They could have had potentially 17 fights if Lenny Bissell and Bader went through. Jesus. Well, I mean, look, to, they're trying to run out those contracts, so. I mean, I got, I got to shout out some of the people I shout out last week, man. Jenna Bishop, I mentioned her jiu-jitsu guy who recently made the transition over to MMA, older gal, uh, from Missouri. Funny enough. Well, she was born in Missouri. I don't know where she stays at these days. I think she fights out of California nowadays because who the fuck doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Getting armbar finished first round. Uh, Grant Neal, a guy who in the 185 division in Bellator has kind of seemingly come out of nowhere, respectfully, because I had, I mean, no, don't sort of like line of sight on him because he, he had been in Bellator. I mean, he, he had his second professional fight in Bellator. He had a decently sized, uh, Amy background, but there was nothing. I had never heard about him before he fought a, he beat Tyree Fortune, a guy who I had interest in. Obviously, he had to split loss to Alex Pelosi, and now he's beating three guys that I've been very invested in their careers in the tour, and Christian Edwards, Carla Brexton, and Romero Cotton back to back to back. I mean, and look, and once again, that Pelosi one was a split. I mean, that's a pretty good fucking run in Bellator. Uh, and any promotion at that, I mean, it doesn't matter regardless. Uh, a lot of credit to give there. Kind of, kind of curious to see where, you know, kind of where his career is going to go from here. And obviously, you know, Bellator is obviously up in the air, so things are a bit, uh, in question there. But another guy, I need to shout out, Josh, Sergio Cosio, aka Draco, a guy who's fought in Mexico for like the longest time. At one point, this man, Josh, had lost five fights in a row in a single, in almost a single year, like almost in a calendar year. Damn. Uh, he started off his career nine and zero, and they proceeded to lose five fights in a row, all in a variety of ways. And then he bounced back and won one, then lost another one. And then after that, he proceeded to create another, like, five-fight win streak. And ever since then, he's just kind of kept winning. Only two losses in between there and a number of wins in there as well. He's currently riding, let me see here, an eight-fight win streak. It, it could even be longer than that. Uh, he's 30 years old. He finally got his opportunity in, in a in a decently sized promotion. He was fighting in a Lux League for a while, but uh, I honestly think he deserved to call up to the Bellator one for quite some time now and it. It probably should have came maybe two or three years ago, but he's got his shot now. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, dude, I you actually, I didn't know all that. He went ahead and just uh, actually broke it down really well there. Actually, not know all that. Um, yeah, dude, I mean, of all that, I will say that's some one of the cooler things about Bellator. I feel like, especially in comparison to the UFC and obviously PFL or whatever. I mean, there are some guys that like it takes them some time. But they actually start to, like, become not a name, but they get, like, opportunities, you know what I mean, um, that they would have not normally have gotten, even though they suffered a lot of losses early or so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, like our boy, I literally can't remember his name, the heavyweight <laughs> from Chicago. I, um, uh, I, I, oh, my God. Daniel James. Daniel, the Predator. The American the, Predator. The American Predator, Dan. He's another guy, dude. Like, started off, like, 9 and 5, 6 and 3, something like that. But yeah, man, I don't have too many more thoughts on Bellator 300. Uh, I am ready to move on to UFC Vegas 81, though, going down this Saturday night from the UCB Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. In the main event, ranked uh, featherweight Sadiq Yusuf and Edson Barboza, two hard-hitting guys. Obviously, Barboza has lost a lot lately, but I don't think anybody would deny that he still has that firepower and 
some of those uh, workout shots I'm sure you've seen recently, Angel. He looks shredded. So uh, at 145, he does. He does. So what do you think about this one, man? Um, Yusuf obviously has the brighter future, but if uh, Barboza can potentially stop his uh, losing streak, I mean, I think Barboza is still a very alive dog, man. I think the the only issue is he's how old is Barboza right on the look real quick. He's 37, but that's that's an old 37, man. Let me tell you, them fight miles are very, very real on Barbosa. Uh, obviously, it's still very dangerous on the feet. Uh, but I do think, like, he could be – he's susceptible to being hurt now. I do genuinely believe that. I think he could definitely get a – I think that chin has been chiseled a little bit. And I think if Sadiq – especially a guy like Sadiq Yusuf, he can get there. I think we could uh, – we could see a devastating result. Um – at first, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. All week, probably leading up to this, I think I was like hardcore Edson Barbosa. I'm like, Edson Barbosa is gonna get it done. But today, I had my mind changed, Josh. I think I'm going Sadiq Yusuf. I think in in five rounds, the younger guy with power in Sadiq Yusuf, who has this potential. I think he still has potential for a high ceiling. I don't think we've seen it yet. I don't know where he's capped off it yet. He's one of those guys that it feels like he's been around a lot longer than what he has been. But he really hasn't been around that long either. But he's been here for a while. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I get it, man. And and look, I did say Edson Edson Barbosa had a losing streak. Let me rephrase. He knocked out Billy Quarantillo to end that losing streak in uh, in April. Prior to that, he had been mugged by Bryce Mitchell and Giga Chikadze. Um, just a couple of brutal losses there. I mean, look, man, I've been kind of going back and forth about this fight. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and take Sadiq Yusuf, though. I think he's a younger guy. I think he's more well-rounded. And like you said, I just think Edson Barboza is more susceptible to being hurt now. And once your kind of chin starts to go a little bit, that's basically it. I mean, you don't you don't randomly recover. I mean, Andre Arlovsky is the only person to ever randomly recover their chin, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Sadiq Yusuf here, man. I, I think he still has a bright future. I believe 13-2 and two is the record. You know, only loss in the UC to Arnold Allen, who's a savage. So. Very excited for him in his uh, first UC main event, I should say, as well. But uh, nonetheless, man, in the co-main event, uh, ranked women's flyweights, Jennifer Maya, former title challenger, riding a two-fight winning streak, including a uh, a big upset over Casey O'Neill in March, taking on Vivian Arduero, uh, ranked number 11, riding a two-fight losing streak to Amanda Hebos and Alexa Grasso. Granted, no shame in losing either one of those fights. Uh, what do you think about this matchup, man? Two ranked uh, Brazilians in this one. Yeah, no. This is this matchmaker kind of threw me off a little bit. I didn't expect these gals to be fighting each other's versus Jennifer as she did, like you just mentioned, got a big win. Uh, was that was that? It felt it feels like it was last year, but it it wasn't. Uh, it was uh, Casey O'Neill in in London. That was literally the start of this year. But God, it doesn't feel like it's God, dude. It's been such a wild year. Yeah. Jesus. No, I mean for me, I, I'm gonna go Jennifer Maya on this one. I think. I don't, I don't know. She's kind of having, I don't want to say a resurgence, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe, I think she's kind of getting it together. I think we might have even, look, she lost to Valentina fight convincingly, but she had taken the scorecard off her, which no one had done it like that in a while up until that point. Um, and, and look, she did lose to Kayla Shigan and Manifero not too long after. No shame there, right? I mean, look at where Manon is now. Kayla Shigan has been like right there, you know, at, at like, could be getting a title, a title shot if she gets the right wins together again. Um, I don't know. I, I'm leading Jennifer Maya on this one, but not not by a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Same, same page. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting uh, Jennifer Maya to get the win here. She displayed very, like, really great striking, honestly, against Casey O'Neill. Like, that was a win that I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, Casey O'Neill, obviously, the younger, more hyped up, you know, kind of, kind of prospect nine and zero, obviously, heading into that one. Um, and Jennifer Maya, man, she's really put it together. She obviously stopped Casey O'Neill, but she also went ahead and halted the momentum of Marina Moroz, who had a three five winning streak as well. So. She's faced a couple of younger opponents. She's been able to stifle them. I think she's going to go ahead and do the same. Well, I mean, I think Audrey is actually older, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I think she's able to stifle uh, Vivian Audrey here to get a win. I think it'll be a close competitive fight, though, if I had to guess. Um, in terms of the rest of this main card, man, there is a lot of very, very good fights. Prelims have a couple of good fights. Which ones are you most looking forward to? Fuck, man. There's so many good options, uh, but I got to go with this one. Adrian Yanez. Jonathan Martinez, big fight for both of you guys. Obviously, Adrian Giannis coming off his first UFC loss. Uh, he's had losses outside of UFC, but this is, he's coming off his first one in the UFC. And uh, Jonathan Martinez kind of uh, silently, and, and funny enough, similarly to his teammate Chris Gutierrez, kind of builds up a little little streak going. Silently is right there, and he's getting a shot here against a guy and Adrian Giannis. We had a little bit of hype build up on him, but a uh, guy to... Got slowed down after his loss, which a lot of people kind of, uh, kind of, I don't want to say gave up on Giannis, but kind of went away on that, which is, which is a little sad because I think he still has a lot of potential and he's, he's still very young and he's, he's very fun and exciting. Uh, he, you know, he was getting, you know, a lot of Jorge Masvidal kind of, uh, comparisons there for a little bit. I think it was kind of the, kind of the style, the personality and maybe even the fight style, I think a bit. But, uh, I'm excited to see both these guys back. I know Jonathan Martinez isn't much of a, a talker or a trash talker or anything like that. He speaks, he lets him speak in the octagon. And Adrian isn't necessarily that unless I think you come at him, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of uh, potential for this fight to be great. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's probably the fight I'm most excited for on the main card. Um, Adrian Yanez is so fucking exciting, dude. Always comes to bang. And granted, he lost to Rob Font, but dude, hey, no shame in losing to Rob Font. That was a banger, man. They both rocked each other early. They're both throwing, you know, a lot of leather. Very excited to see him back. Like you mentioned, Jonathan Martinez riding a great winning streak as well. Um, Michelle Pahea stepping in here against uh, Andre Petrovsky. Going to be a banger of a fight. Obviously, this is Michelle Pahea moving up to middleweight. Should be a very exciting one, man. Um, Cameron Simon's back on the main card. Darren the Damage Elkins back with his fucking chest tattoo, dude. Um, it's just... He's been through it all, man, but he's still sticking around here, approaching 40 years old. We're going to go ahead and take on T.J. Brown, man. I uh, got a shout-out, obviously, Terrence McKinney, who, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn it. That's good, though, isn't it? <laughs> Guys, this is a little sound-off secret. This is a sound-off secret right here. Angel will sometimes fucking text me jokes in the chat that he won't say on air. And most of the time, I don't laugh at them, but that fucking broke me. Um, I'm not going to say what he wrote. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't get me canceled, would it? it just, just just, to be, like, respectful, I'm not going to say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, but, you, uh, could, you could get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> anyway, anyways, anyways, Terrence McKinney's taking on short notice replacement. Brandon uh, Marriott, I believe, out of uh, the New England cartel. Um, you newcomer. Yeah, new UFC newcomer. Excited to see him. Um, Chris Gutierrez is back. Ashley Yoder, uh, who I feel like I haven't seen Ashley Yoder fight in forever. Yeah, she's been out of action for over two and a half years. Wow. 
the 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 even eight and eight Ashley Yoder, dude. Holy yeah. shit! Coming back to take on Emily Ducote, former Invicta champion, uh, one and two in the UFC, but her two losses, Angela Hill and Lupita Godinez, were both competitive fights, very entertaining. So uh, I still think she has some hope in in, in the UFC. Plus, she's an Oklahoma City native, so I gotta go and shout out my girl. Uh, and then obviously, uh, Irene, uh, I'm, you fuck her name. Irina Alexiva. Alexiva? I don't know. Apologies. L- Russian Ronda is back. Uh, this girl got really hyped up after her first fight where she dominated. Uh, so yeah, she'll, she'll be back here against Melissa Dixon. Uh, any fights you want to talk about before we go ahead and move on, man? No, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, obviously, like you mentioned, obviously, Andre Petrovsky and Michelle Pahe, obviously another one. You know me, I'm a Michelle Pahe stan. Still have a lot of faith in him. Chris is Lori's he's in the cap off his career in the UFC. That was the Andre Petrosa coming in on short notice shots. This wasn't the original opponent. This was actually supposed to originally be Mark Andre Burial, which I think that would have been a very good fight. I wouldn't say I, I want to say Petrosa is a better like I think I was more excited for the previous matchup rather than this one, but I'm still interested because I like Petrovsky, but I'm conflicted because I also like Pahea, so it hurts. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a fight that could have easily been on a pay-per-view, dude. Like, to oh, be yeah. honest with you, like, I'm shocked this fight's on a random fight night, not even in the main or co-main. Like, I, yeah, they could have easily put these guys in the main event. I wouldn't even have an issue with it. You know what I mean? I can agree with that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, I, I think it's a solid card. I'm much more excited for it than I was uh, UC Vegas 80, I will say. But, Angel, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest here, you and I. On, on the Courtside Sound Off podcast, episode 236, okay? Holy shit. <laughs> KSI versus Tommy Fury. Is the, the prime card is the real event of the weekend. Can, can we say that? Is that being I, too harsh? Man, I, I got to agree. I got to yeah. agree. Yeah. I hate to say it, but, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Because this card, dude, has really captivated – you know, everybody likes to shit on influencer boxing, but, like, this this card's everywhere. It's, it's, it's all over MMA fighting. It's all over DJPen.com, the greatest MMA site on the planet. You know, it's all over everywhere, dude. Um, and it's because of the build, I'd say, to the co-main event, but also like, the main event has a lot of attractions, too. And obviously, the whole card itself is very exciting. But we'll go ahead and start off with the main event, dude. Because um, KSI, back for the first time since his no contest with Joe Fournier in May, where they landed that beautiful elbow to, to, to <laughs> knock out. To knock out Joe Fortier. That beautiful short elbow. <laughs> yeah, picture perfect. You, you must have trained in that one, you know? Um, and regardless, undefeated, 4-0-0-1, three knockouts. The YouTuber who, you know, called out Jake Paul a lot. Apparently, you know, the, the story is, and I believe even Jake Paul and Nikisa have, have kind of confirmed this to a degree. KSI, after, you know, the Joe Fortier fight, he wanted to fight Jake Paul. But Jake Paul decided to fight Nate Diaz, so what did KSI did? He called out Tommy Fury, and he'll get the fight. They're going to go ahead and face off in a cruiserweight main event. Six rounds off to Tommy Fury, TNT, coming off a win over Jake Paul in February. A split decision win. He got dropped in the, in the last round. KSI is hopeful that he can land that perfect shot to not just drop, but knock out to the undefeated Brit. What do you think, man? Obviously, the biggest test of his career Obviously, uh, KSI is a relatively big underdog, I would say. Um, and I Do we think have the people, ads for that. I can pull them up if uh, if you give me one second, because this is a pro bout, people. I know there was talk that like you know, oh, you can't bet on it; it's not a professional okay, fight. Okay, I I found I have it according to Tapology, which I don't know where they get their odds from. But KSI is a plus two sixty, and Tommy's a minus three fifty. Okay, I got the FanDuel odds, so I, I can give you an official. Okay. An official one. 
It's uh, minus minus 380 for Tommy Fury, plus 270 for KSI. So essentially pretty similar. Pretty yeah, similar. Um, I expect the odds, the odds to widen um, over the next couple days. Uh, that being said, we're pretty close to fight time. Angel, give me your excitement level. Uh, what do you think about this one, man? I'm pumped, man. I mean, as far as Misfits, I mean, this is probably the best card they've probably ever made. Uh, it's nice to say that because I've said that in the past, but this this only continues to build upon that, and it's still improving. But I think right now this is peak Misfits right now. And uh, I remember I talked about Kingpin and how they, I thought they at one point had the best boxing, you know, influencer boxing kind of card. And as far as even actual performances, I think this will even top that. I'm hoping, especially with the kind of uh, guys they have and the, the kind of how you have to give credit, man, because at the end of the day, these creators, these these entertainers have really like buckled down and proved like, you know, I think like the pinnacle was existing examples like a guy like King Kenny, right? Lost multiple times, uh, got some decisions he probably shouldn't have got. And now, <laughs> bam, he's here against Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor fighting for their 175 title in, uh, in the Misfits, the Misfits uh, light heavyweight title, which is crazy that. We're calling Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor a light heavyweight, but uh, <laughs> that's just that's just how it is, you know. Uh, yeah. Especially a guy who fought literally at bantamweight when he was competing in MMA. Isn't that wild when you think about it? It now is pretty and, crazy. I agree. I think if he were to take boxing serious, he'd probably find a different weight class. But dude, he was talking about struggling to make weight during uh, the press conference earlier today. Uh, he said this last pound was killing him, and he was telling King Kenny if they could change the weight class. Obviously, <laughs> I think a little bashful there, but it yeah. is what it is. But fuck, man, like, I mean, just to kind of get into it, this is something I wanted to mention to you. You know, with how crazy 2023 has been, you know, I, I think that will bleed into the into the influencer cards, Josh. Who do you think has the bigger chance of the upset? And granted, Logan, Paul, Dylan, Dennis, I think that one's kind of a toss-up because Logan hasn't boxed in a while. You know, he obviously had the injury because of the WWE. Dylan has not boxed at all and hasn't competed professionally in any sort of combat sports in a fat minute. Who has the better chance of winning, Josh, in, in making that and, and trumping up your 2023 bingo card? Dylan Dennis or KSI? I want to hear from you. Oh, man. I got to say it's Dylan Dennis. You know, it's, it's got to be Dylan Dennis. Really? Look, Dylan yeah. over JJ. Dylan over JJ. For the simple fact that, look, Logan Paul, we, we haven't seen him in a real fight. Like, even the Mayweather fight wasn't a real fight. That was an exhibition where... I think Mayweather was trying to get him out of there, but it was so odd because the size difference was so big. And, like, look, I don't know what the fuck Dylan Danis has been doing. Like, it looks like he's been doing nothing but get beaten up by bouncers and getting ratioed to Twitter threads, you know? But, like, <laughs> that's, what it, that's just what it appears from the outset. I mean, now, granted, that was until the whole, the whole, you know, the whole beef with Logan. Now he's, like, a fan favorite. You know, it's kind of – it's kind of – I we didn't really talk about it, but, like, it is really funny to me that, like, Dylan Danis was, like, a monster brown belt. Like, fucking going toe-to-toe with Gordon and shit. Granted, pretty average black belt. I think everybody knows that. But, like, yeah, he was a fucking monster for a time. Everybody hated him. Posted nudes are kind of Logan Paul's girlfriend. Instant fucking million followers, you know what I mean? Like, it is pretty funny. But what I will say is, yeah, I think Dylan Danis has a, has a much higher – I would much – look, I think they're both going to lose, just to be, you know, to lay it out there before we get break into our actual predictions. It's kind of crazy, think, though, because he's turning, like, into, like, an anti-hero or, like, a likable villain, like a big-time heel. Like, yeah, people, he's turning into a big-time heel. Like, I'll people, give him credit. He's definitely people, – People like him. Like, they ran polls. Uh, Misfits themselves ran polls, like, when they were doing their uh, workouts uh, yesterday. And uh, they were like, do you want to see Logan win or Dylan win? And Dylan had a pretty sizable win. There was a lot of people on that live stream, and I was yeah. like – 
kind of surprised, man. You know, I thought people, I don't know, people, people like this villain arc. Yeah, definitely. Well, a lot of people just hate Logan Paul, too. I mean, Logan Paul's not really doing himself any favors with the Crypto Zoo stuff. And now, granted, like, there's not a single thing you could say, like, towards Logan Paul that's, like, a bad thing and not say the same thing about Dylan Danish, you know what I mean? Like, they're pretty, they're pretty similar people, I will say. But, uh, in terms of the fights themselves, I think the main and the co-main have a clear favorite and a clear underdog. The reality for JJ is just, if Jake Paul couldn't do it, I don't think he'll be able to. And I understand why he booked the fight, and I understand why he thinks he can, because JJ's not a conventional boxer, and the thing I will always say is, that I'll give him credit for, is he's working on his strengths. You know what I mean? You can, There's two ways to go about an influencer boxing. You can find a coach who's focusing on your strengths. And in JJ's case, he's a great gassing. He's a very natural athlete. Um, well, he, I mean, before boxing, he, he was in terrible shape. You know what I mean? Like, he, he had a lot of great physical capabilities. And his trainers have focused on that. They built on his power. They've worked on his cardio. And they've kind of let him take the lead on that in terms of not really focusing on fundamentals and technical stuff. Because you're not going to beat a guy like Tommy Fury with just technicals. It's not going to happen. Jake Paul did try to do it, you know, and I didn't think that fight was very close. Like, he did get a knockdown, and I think I gave him two rounds. But, you know, like, I don't think JJ's going to be able to do it. I think Dylan, he's much smaller than Logan. But, like, look, Logan's on the Sazul. Let's not lie about that. Um, He's peeled out of his fucking tree right now. Uh, He's probably going to gas if I had to guess. There is an avenue to victory for Dylan Dennis. Are you on the same page? Like, I mean, I think there's a path, but I think this one's the most toss-up, right? Because, like, like I just said, they they, yeah, they both haven't competed in a while at all. So what is, what are we going to expect from them? You know what I mean? And and, and uh, Logan keeps saying, well, I've been training, man. I've been training. But at the same time, training and competing are two different things. You know, getting that time, actually being in there, you you know, your cardio, your conditioning, how it actually feels when you're pushing it and those moments of when to pull back. Especially him, like you said, he's a big guy who carries a lot of muscle, uh, you know. He could come out in that first round, like you said. He's been, for you know, he's he's dealing with Dylan, who's been berating his girl on Twitter, and he could come out angry and fuck up and make a mistake potentially. Now, will Dylan capitalize on that mistake? That's that's another story, you know. I mean, there's a lot to it. Uh, you know, I just thought about something. What, what is it? It's to be six rounds. Holy shit! Okay, potential for a draw. Kind of scary. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. That's that's kind of the I mean I that's why I don't like the six rounds man because six rounds is nothing but that's what Misfits like so they say like six rounds and eight rounds it's it's more entertaining if it's, there's less rounds and I'm not sure how I feel about that but it is what it is um I mean we should I mean since since we kind of got that out of the way I mean what do you think about the main event dude I mean um kind of break it down te- technically as much as you can I mean we both kind of think that Tommy's probably gonna get the win but what do you think about the fight on on paper. See, the thing is, I think JJ is not even going to come out boxing like he did in his last bout against, uh, oh my god, what's his name? I, Joe I, Fournier. Against Joe Fournier. I don't think he'll come out like that, which is interesting because like, I think the one of the toughest things that, like the one tough thing, I guess, that Tommy and his dad have to worry about is or have to deal with is how's he going to look? Like, they really don't have an idea. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. with Jake, I mean, you can see his progression. You can kind of see how he is. He's been a pretty similar bout to bout. Whereas JJ, I feel like each one, like all of his bouts, he hasn't really looked the same in all in any of them. You know what I mean? He's looked like a different guy each time, uh, and kind of what he's leaned on in, in, in all of those. He mm-hmm. hasn't looked at all the same. So I think the level of difficulty for Tommy that comes in is how I think you really can't prepare for this guy. 
All you have to do to prepare for is just be fundamentally sound and box the fuck out of this guy. Cause that's the, that's the, that's what you know what to do. Uh, and for JJ, I mean, it's going to be a lot of heart, a lot of using your cardio and using the, your, all the boxing knowledge you have developed during the time and, uh, those sparring rounds you have put in because you, you know what you're going to expect against Tommy. You know how he's going to come out and box, uh, where your one advantage that you do have is, uh, Funny enough, just your randomness, you know, your 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 lack of inexperience in a way can help you, or it could also be his downfall in the end. Uh, I mean, look, I've, I, I've always thought no matter what, this is, I mean, this is a hard fight for JJ, and he is definitely not the favorite, and you should definitely probably not put money on him. <laughs> but I think there is an avenue to victory. It's to be very hard, and uh, ideally, I, I would mean to say this now, and I always mention this, there's, there's times where you would prefer a certain guy to win. Because of what can happen from the benefits that come from that. Because if JJ is a win here, Josh, the Jay Paul fight is significantly huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even, even bigger than, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be massive. I mean, it, it, that, that's the thing. You know, we, we as people as a whole and as the community, I'd say the, the people who follow these influencers are kind of hoping for JJ to win here because this is his big moment. He's going to continue that trend of, Define the odds and, and, and time and time again, we mentioned this about JJ. The, the thing about JJ is that he's done, he's, he's one of these guys that's done a little bit of everything. He's been, a, he's been a YouTuber. He's made music. He's performed. He's competed. He's sold out. He's played soccer in stadiums with his friends with, with thousands of people in the crowd. Does it still continue now? Does the fairy tale stop here? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say. I don't think it, it will, sadly, but you know, you can be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can def you can be hopeful. And look, I actually kind of agree with with a couple of things you said there. I do think that JJ is going to come out differently. I don't think he's going to come out as aggressive. I think there's definitely there's there's going to be like little things here and there that I think he has to change, you know. And I think he's going to because he he's very well aware of what he's walking into. Like a lot of people seem to hate JJ, but I will say that he's not on the same delusional plane that Jake Paul is. And no, I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, I don't know how, and I granted part of it. I don't know how much of that is promotional talk from Jake, but uh, you know, the talk about fighting Canelo and like, oh, you know, I could have done better against Arthur Betterbeef than Joseph <laughs> Jr. and stuff like that. You know, like stuff like that. You know, like JJ's never said that. JJ's been like, yeah, Arthur Betterbeef would fuck me up. So like, he's he's more realistic about the boxing, the boxing career, and the boxing space than Jake Paul is. Yeah, uh, and that's why I think he's, you know, he's not going to come out swinging like a dumbass here. He's not going to be as aggressive as he was against Faze Temper or, or Joe Fournier or, you know, whoever. Because um, he could afford to be in those. He could afford to be. This one, you know, man, like Tommy Fury, here's the reality. Like a lot of people, and this is what I said for the Jake Paul fight too. Like Tommy Fury's record is bad. He does not have great punching power. He does not – he's not like a physical specimen. He's not anything like his brother. But here's the reality. He has boxing fundamentals. He has a pretty solid jab. And he has experience. He knows how to cut off the ring. He knows how to beat cans. You know what I mean? Like people shit on him for beating all those cans before the Jake Paul fight. I'm like, guys, that's just, that's just boxing. Like, you know, like, um, I, I expect him to go out there and probably beat KSI relatively easily. I do think that maybe JJ will make it to a decision. Maybe he'll have a moral victory by winning a round or getting some big moments. I don't think he's going to be completely whitewashed. I think Tom Fury is way too hittable to just <laughs> completely whitewash JJ. Um, but I don't expect him to win. Well, what would be the most shocking result out of this bout for you? KSI wins decision. That would be really shocking. more shocking than a knockout. Yes, because I think a knockout could come. Tommy Fury is very hittable. 
Like, I don't think JJ carries the power, and I don't think he'll be able to hit him clean enough, you know? But, I mean, weird shit's happened, dude. I mean, he got not, he got, he got dropped by Jake Paul. Like, granted, you could argue that was a slip, but it was a legitimate knockdown, you know? Isn't that crazy, though? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, I would say the most surprising thing would be JJ by decision. And a decisive decision at that, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I could see a close yeah. decision because you know it could happen. You know, it could be mis- there could be some mistake on the scorecard too, or it could genuinely be could, could turn into a close, sloppy fight because, like we said, it is six. What is it? Six rounds. I mean, yeah, I mean that could definitely be a possible outcome. I think, but a decisive JJ decision with a relatively decent boxing, you know, lesson masterclass would be pretty impressive. I agree. I agree, and that's that's kind of the thing because I could see JJ winning a. A controversial decision. I mean, it's his company, you know, like, it's Same. his promotion. So it's like, you know, like, fuck it, you know. Well, you know, time. plot armor. <laughs> yeah. Um, plot armor. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say a, a clear, like, clean decision win for JJ would be the most surprising thing. But that's just me. Um, look, dude, I think it's about time to move on to co event. I think we're pretty much in alignment there. Uh, co event. Obviously, we know Logan, we know the story here. Uh, Logan Paul and Dylan Dan is very heated. A lot of talk about Logan Paul's fiance, uh, Nina and the, the pictures and all the Twitter trolling and all that stuff. They're going to finally meet in the ring. Hopefully, hopefully meet in the ring. Like, look, I'm, I, it's not official until they're in there on fight night. That's just the way it is. You know, um, <laughs> what, was not, the, what was the thing we saw like a few weeks back? It was like, uh, someone didn't make it, didn't make it into the octagon or didn't want to walk into the octagon or some shit. Uh, yeah, there was a guy who refused. I can't think of who, like, what the motion was. So and so refused to enter the octagon. It was the guy that Raul just beat. Terrence, some guy that guy fought. He refused to enter the octagon. <laughs> so yeah, unless, unless Dylan Dance refuses to enter the octagon and we have Mike Perry, this is going to be the fight for the, for Komen event on Saturday. Um, look man, I think, you know, Logan Paul has the experience. I think he has a size. He has, Virtually everything going in his corner. Uh, I found it, by the way. Terry refused to enter the cage. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, yeah, regardless. I mean, um, yeah, Logan Paul has basically everything on his side. But at the same time, hasn't won a boxing match yet. Dylan Dennis, he's a tough guy. We know that from, from his years of MMA and, and jiu-jitsu and so on and so forth. Logan Paul's a huge favorite. Will he be able to get the first win of his boxing career? You would imagine so, right? Like, if we talk, if we can narrow it down with the little of knowledge we do have, he should win, right? I mean, if he says he hasn't been training, like I said, training doesn't, isn't going to necessarily translate to results. Uh, you know, like, you, you need, you train to get results. Can he, he hasn't gotten those results yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, that's the big thing. And on top of that, Dylan hasn't competed. He's been dealing with injuries. Hasn't even been boxing. Is there something there? He trolled us at the at the open workouts. What is he hiding, or is he just joking around because he doesn't want to show how bad it really is until the night of? So I don't know. Also, Josh, by the way, Conor McGregor might potentially be in attendance. I have heard this, and he's, he's Dylan said he said pretty sure he'd be there, which isn't isn't a yes. That is not uh, a yes. <laughs> that is not a yes. Uh, like I always say, if it's if it's not a yes or a no, then it's a no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you we, can, maybe uh, means a no. Yeah, but could you fucking imagine if if, if they have fucking 
What a crowd, right? Con- yeah, they have Conor McGregor and probably Jake Paul in, a, in attendance. Like, that'd be fucking crazy. Although, Jake's, Jake, uh, it's not confirmed. I wonder if Jake, Jake will be there. It's not been confirmed. Uh, Logan said actually the opposite. He said that Jake may not show. It, that's that's so fucked up, man. I'm not gonna lie. As a brother, it'd be kind of. I would kind of want my brother there to be in my corner personally. Not gonna lie, but hey, man, it. You know, I I don't have any siblings, right? I can't really speak a lot on to, on those kind of relations. But me personally, I would I would personally want you know my brother to be there, especially if it's someone who would, who was also competing to understand what I was going through. Regardless, though, I I will say this, Josh. Before we get into the prelims here. If JJ is the win, he needs to announce in that ring that he wants Jake Paul that night, right? Like you can't just to. you can't just pussyfoot it. You know you know what would go hard as yeah. fuck if 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 Logan when he called out his brother too. <laughs> it's funny because I I really don't know where Logan will go if when he if he does win and if D- Dylan wins I really don't know where Dylan will go either. So I mean all uh, I mean it's, it's gonna be a fascinating night of results and kind of theory crafting what's gonna happen. Yeah, I completely agree, dude. Like, looking at, you know, if Logan wins, I have no idea if he's going to fight. He's called out Connor hardcore, but, like, I, that's not going to happen. He's so much bigger than him, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know he'll go back to the WWE. I have no idea what Logan Paul's boxing ambitions are. Like, I have no idea what he just wants fun. to do. I think, he's, I think it's mainly just fun. And, like, I don't know else who he would be willing to compete with that has a, a name or some sort of relevance. Uh Cause shit, dude. At least I'll put it like this: like Conor McGregor isn't an option for Logan, but shit, at least Conor McGregor has said JJ's name, you know? Yeah, I mean JJ actually, I give more because JJ's actually not crazy. Because like Jake Paul is significantly better. Like I want to say significantly bigger than KSI, but I he's definitely the bigger guy, you know? Yeah. Logan Paul is significantly bigger than Jake Paul, you know what I mean? They're both the ones calling for it, and it's like shit, dude. I think KSI is probably the one, right? Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine JJ versus Conor McGregor? Dude, what a fucking timeline! In the UK too, UK or Ireland, like, dude, weird that. shit's happened, dude. No, you're not wrong. We've we've seen it, dude. We're living through it right now. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And and look, dude. I mean, to kind of to kind of go ahead and cap it off. Yeah, I'm expecting Logan Paul to get the win. Probably by, I want to say by knockout, but I, I can't say for sure, you know? Like, I, I probably a decision. Yeah. I mean, pretty, I, I don't know. Yeah, I could, I could see yeah, both results, obviously. A lot of unknowns for both of these guys. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, in terms of the undercard, dude, this is, like you, you said it yourself, best Misfits boxing card to date. Not even close. I mean, what fights do most want to talk about, dude? I mean, I think the entire main card, except for that tag team match, is very solid. Yeah, I mean, outside of the tag team match, it's, you know, and, and it's sad because if you, I think if you separate those guys and it's just them on their own, it's it's actually pretty good bouts. Uh, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, B-Dave and, uh, I don't know who Alex Wasabi's partner is, but, I mean, they kind of had some beef going. I mean, that matchup would have been good right there. Luis Pineda versus, uh, Alex Wasabi would have been a good matchup if it just would have been them. Uh, but I mean, shit, dude. I think I mean we could literally talk about all of them. I think they all have something to look forward to. But I think we just go one down to make it kind of easy on us. Dean DeGrave versus Wally Shirks. These guys have been prevented from competing against each other for a while now, and they finally get the opportunity. Wally Shirks gets his chance at vengeance to take on Dean DeGrave and, and then avenge himself from uh, his loss uh, last year in uh, in November. Since then, he's picked, he's racked up a few wins. Uh, won the tag team match with Dean the Great, in which they proceeded to fight each other in their ring, even though they were teammates and won it. 
there's there's some tension here, and I can't wait to see it translate into the ring that night because, look, the main and co-main event, yeah, they have they have some sauce to it, you know what I mean? But damn, are these boys fucking cooking in the kitchen, man? It's Bobby Flay up in that bitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's 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 the best way to put it. It's Bobby Flay up in that bitch, dude. Um, this this entire card's excellent. Um, I gotta give it. I gotta give shouts to my man, Salt Poppy. I'm a fucking I'm a Salt Poppy. Are you a Salt Poppy stan? I mean, I'm a slim, it's Slim Poppy now, dude. Slim Poppy. Hey, you know what? He, here's here's exactly it, Angel. As a man who's lost a lot of weight, I don't talk about it much these days, but like in like junior year of high, sophomore, junior year of high school, Angel, you know, I lost like fucking 85 pounds, you know, around that much. So like I fucking, I put the work in. So I, I love to see when a, when a fucking grown ass man gets in that gym and puts in that work, loses that weight. It, you know what I mean? It fires me up, you know? I love to see that shit. And Salt Poppy, Slim Poppy, like you said, uh, coming back here to take on, um, Slim Alabar. Gonna be a banger of a fight. Excited to see him back, dude. Um, w- I wanted to see that fight for a long time. Same as everybody else. So I'm excited to see him back, dude. Dean the Great Waleed Sharks. God damn. What a, what a rematch that's gonna be, dude. The first fight. Still the best fight in Miss Boxing history. Arguably the best fight, uh, in Im- influencer boxing history. Still to this day. Uh, what was that? Four knockdowns, I believe, in total traded in that, like, two or three rounds? Something crazy? It was crazy, too, because they weren't, like, they were good shots, too, man. It wasn't just some they wild... They winging. Yeah. Yeah. Like, both of these guys have some legitimate boxing skill, and you've seen it uh, in their fights over the last, you know, I mean, since this started, really, you know? So, very, very excited to go ahead and uh, see that rematch, man. Um... Also on the main card, King Kenny, Anthony Taylor, Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. Excited to see him back. Winderson Nunez, my mate Nate, should be should be interesting. Hopefully, um, we also got to give a shout out to Chase Demore, the goat. He's back. So yeah, being trained by his former opponent, Alan Belcher, taking him under his wing, man. Respect. Which is which is pretty sick, dude. I mean, that's that's pretty fucking sick. So. By the way, our boy Alan Belcher is fighting Roy Nelson and Bare Knuckle MMA for their fucking title here, like in a month or two. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that, but like they are, uh, yeah, yeah. Like what the <laughs> fuck? And you know what? I think Jorge even announced that, like the winner of that fight's gonna fight JDS for the title. Sounds like a banger, dude. Alan yeah. Belcher's career renaissance post UFC, pretty pretty cool, right? It's one of the most underrated stories in combat sports. It's it's up there. It's up there. But um yeah, man, I mean any closing thoughts on this card, dude? I'm excited I'm excited for it. I know you are as well, and we're I'm just a couple too of too excited away. for this. I am too excited for this. It's it's actually a little scary how excited I am for it. Um it just goes to show our age, I think, right? Yeah. But who can blame me, man? I mean, these are guys I grew up with, you know, these are guys that uh that I was watching during high school, you know, and, and then before that in, in in middle school, like I've, I've, I've lived this whole YouTuber influencer boxing card since its inception. And it's nice to be here now, several years later, which is weird to say and see how big it's gotten. And even seeing our own platform grow in the process and uh, hopefully continue, obviously continue to grow and, and get even bigger and better. Mm-hmm. For sure, man, for sure. And Misfits Boxing, that's what's going to be carrying this for the long haul, man carrying this influencer boxing thing to the long haul. And this is by far their best card to date. Like you said, we watched these guys in high school, man. I mean, going back, what was it? Like fucking our junior year of high school, I want to say? Was the first KSI fight, 2018, I want to say? So, 
Like we've been following these guys and this this kind of story for years now, bro. Like it's kind of crazy yeah. to think about. Well, first bout, yeah, first bout was in uh, 2018. Yep, there we Sec- go. And then their second bout, uh, we had already graduated high school, which is a fucking trip. It really is. It really yeah. is. So, yeah, man. Um, excited to see that card going down this Saturday, man. On to zone pay per view. I believe $50, so more than KSI's last couple fights, but still cheaper than a normal boxing pay-per-view, so. There you go. You gotta give credit where it's deserved. I saw, I saw a boxing journalist, one of those, one of the ones I don't like, one of the ones that just always bitches and moans, you know? Like they, boxing some journalists, fuck, some fucking soy boy. Yeah, but I will say boxing journalists complain way more than, if, guys, if you think MMA media is bad, like, Go hang out in boxing for a little bit. Those dudes do nothing but bitch and moan. So, well, uh, also they're all like old school guys. I mean, they've all been around for like a fucking eternity too, right? That's true. But I saw one of them complaining about the price of the pay per view, and I'm like, bro, like Canelo Charlo, where there were seven punches exchanged around, was ninety dollars. <laughs> so, I mean, just you know, you got to take your wins and your losses, bro. So, I mean, this is a win for Misfits and KSI. Charging this pay per view is a is a lighter amount, but. I think we should move on to the news because, you know, I said at the start of the show, like, I went on vacation, you know, um, and during that time, basically, oh my the, God. M- the MMA world exploded. I'm sorry, by the way. I just, by the way, the Dylan Dennis, uh, Logan uh, press conference has just started and JJ and them, I'm, I'm assuming, will come out here in a bit. It just started ten, literally 10 minutes ago. Oh, okay. And Dylan looks ridiculous. Just if you want to check out Twitter here while we're live. Logan Paul brought out Chris Hansen from to catch a predator to the, to the presser. <laughs> that's kind of funny. I That's kind of funny. All right. Whatever. Um, <laughs> anyways, dude. Yeah, I mean, we, we should go ahead and move on to news because UFC 294 is the great – dude, this, this fucking it – was, it was GoofCon 5. It was like you know, the Pentagon. It was GoofCon 5, dude. Because um, uh, Dane – you know, and I'll – actually, you know what, Angel, I got I to gotta say this straight up. Before we get into the actual news itself – I, I, if you've listened to the podcast before, if you've heard us before, you know that I, I shit on, not really shit on, you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I have no problem kind of giving Dana White shit when I feel like it's deserved. And I feel like it's deserved a lot recently. At the same time, I'm a grown ass man and I can go ahead and say when I'm wrong. And Dana White went out there, he was at 294, is falling apart, and he goes out there and puts a fucking filet mignon on the grill, bro. I mean, you've gotta be kidding me. I mean, Charles Oliveira, out of the main event, incepts Alexander Volkanovsky, co-main event. Paulo Costa is out, and Kamaru Usman is in. Give me your reaction to this news, dude. I mean, what, dude, a, what a, a, the paper is better. It's better. We should go and say it. Yeah, in a, in a, in a way, right, in a way. I'd say losing yeah. Charles Oliveira is still a pretty heavy hit, but it's this is, at least we got this fight guaranteed for a second time, Josh. I think that's that's the good thing about it. Because in a way, we didn't have this fight fully guaranteed. Uh, and now we have it secured. And we still have a Charles Oliveira second fight secured, no matter what. Or not even necessarily secured for Islam, but whoever the winner is, whether it's a Volk or Islam. So that makes it very interesting. The only person who did get cucked is Mateus Gamrot. But, you know, that's how life goes, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh and obviously, I mean, we're not, I mean, I mean, there's a reason they call him Alexander the Great, right, Josh? I mean, he stepped in on as short a short notice as you can. I mean, he, I saw on Twitter, Josh, no joke, Craig Jones was taking a flight yesterday to Australia to meet up with Volk. So 
they're not fucking playing games. They got the ball rolling. They're 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 ready to go to Abu Dhabi here in a few days. I'm sure Volk is not fucking eating at all and getting ready to cut weight, which I mean, kind of exciting, right? Because he's coming in a little, you know, uh, how do I put it? You know, not all the lights on him, not all the media's been on him. He hasn't been getting followed on the embedded, so you know, it's it's a little a little different of a feeling, right? It's a uh, a little looser. And also the the trippier thing is Volk has had a fight in between. Islam has not. Islam's last opponent was Volk, and he was preparing for a completely different opponent in Oliveira. I mean, the storyline here is insane. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I mean, obviously, we don't want to get too in-depth into it because this is literally going down next week. And we have so much to talk about next week because this card is fucking insane. It really is, dude. And I'm I'm, I'm trying hard... To not get fired up. Because I know that, like, you were probably doing the same thing I was. Like, I was getting these fight announcements. I'm on vacation, you know, and I'm just fucking, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Like, just they keep on coming, you know, the news. And uh, and we're just so close, dude. Like, we're so close to it. Like, literally next Saturday. Like, we're so, I mean. We are there. We are there. And you know what the cool thing about this is, too, is, you know, Volkanovski, um, he got surgery, I believe, after his whenever Yair Rodriguez, but he's been good to go since August. And he said that he was hoping to get that call for the rematch and he was going to get in training. Obviously, the nod went to Oliveira. But even then, he was starting to train because he literally was just about to sign a fight with Ilya Taporia for January. So, Volkanovski, I'm not sure how much he's been training, but he's, I'm, I, from my understanding, he has been in the gym to a degree, you know? So, he's not coming in here, just just nobody. And Kamar Usman's been in the gym for a while now, Um I know that he was in talks to fight Wonder Boy. I don't know why that fight fell apart. I know that there were some talks of him fighting Bilal Muhammad, but he's been in the gym as well. So it's not like these guys are just coming in off the fucking couch. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, we'll still have to see how it goes. I mean, it's not easy to come in on a fight on two weeks' notice, but shit, dude. If Michael Bisping can knock out Luke Rockhold on two weeks' notice, you know, <laughs> anything can happen. So You let him know. You let him that's know. the one I always use, you know. Who Michael Bisping had the greatest quote of all time. I, I I really can't remember it fully, but he was like, "If you believe in God, and you believe that God put Jesus on this earth, and He did this, and He did that, and He's this all-knowing, powerful creature who you know is able to stop world hunger and do these incredible things, then you can believe that I'm gonna knock the fuck out of Luke Rockhold two weeks from now." And I'm like, "Fucking let's go," you know. <laughs> uh, I hope Volkanovski does a similar thing. Like, hey. If you can believe that John Jones is clean under USADA, like, hush. <laughs> just bust out something. I tried to segue that in because we're about to move on to USADA, you know, but. I mean, shit, uh, we still got to talk about uh, Hasbon Kamaru, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that one? Obviously, Kamaru, like I said, has been in training a little bit. But, wow. oh, the, wait a minute, the part I forgot to mention, dude, the part I forgot to mention. Um, The winner. This is why I brought this- it back. <laughs> yep, the winner of Kamaru Usman versus Hamza Chamayev will get the next title shot at Sean Strickland. That that is confirmed. Drikus uh, is so angry right now. <laughs> he has to be, dude. He has but, to be. But Josh, let's face it. We already knew this was probably going to happen anyways with Paulo and fucking Chamayev. Yeah. Don't fool yourselves, people, if you are upset. Uh, for Drikus. And don't... I remember saying something through it. I was like, damn, now we're going to see Izzy and Andrikis fight not for a title, probably. Which is good and bad in a way, I guess. I, I don't know how I necessarily feel about it. I'm conflicted. Uh, regardless, though, Josh, this is kind of cool for Kamaru because, Josh, Kamaru still gets his chance at fighting at 185. 
when that option kind of didn't seem like realistic because he was never going to fight Izzy. Now, I think if you're Kamaru Uza, you have a fire lit under your ass again, right? You have you a direct, it. you have a direct, you have to beat one guy to get to the title. And that guy is Shamayev. And right after that, you get Sean Strickland. And Josh, if he becomes double champ, look, I always said, I said Matt Hughes is above Kamaru Usman in the, in the welterweight goal conference. And I still stand by that. But if he gets a second title, he might have to move to number two. I know, I know this would be <laughs> We're so mad now. I know this would be hoping so hard right now. But regardless, like, that's actually, this is a pretty sick moment that we're going to experience. This is what I talk about, Josh, when I talk about what's on the line for fights, storylines, fights that matter. It isn't just about the fight being good. It's about things that are on the line for the fight. And the possibility of Kamaru Uzumi achieving, achieving a second title in his UFC, in, in his competition tenure, not even necessarily UFC tenure, you know, I don't want to underplay other people who've done it and other, and lesser and slash, say, smaller promotions. I want to say lesser. Don't want to disrespect anybody. But this is a big moment. This is history. If he can get through Chimaev. And for Chimaev, this is a kind of a cool thing too, because he moved up to one, uh, 185, left 170. We never got to see the Kamaru fight and we kind of wanted to see that one. We wanted to see that one. So now we get it at 185. It still happened. We have been fucking blessed by the MMA gods. Yeah, and you know what the coolest part of it too, dude? Is like, I think the fight might even be better now that they're not fucking killing themselves to make 170. Like, it's not like Kamaru, it's not like just Kamaru or just Hamzat were killing themselves to get there. It was both of them, bro. Like, they were both having so much trouble making that weight. Hamzat obviously couldn't make it anymore. Kamaru, he was probably going to move up anyway, like he talked about it. Um... So, yeah, man, I mean, look, I'm so psyched for this fight. I, I think that, yeah, I mean, I don't want to break into it too much, though. I mean, we're, we're so close to it, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this fight. Very excited to see it. I'm so happy they don't have to cut weight for it, too. Like, let's fucking go, dude, you know? um, Going to be an excellent fight. Very excited to see it. Um, Regardless, though, dude, I mean, we we got to go ahead and hit all, move to the next news, because this is, this is also very big news. And in my opinion, it's the best news of, you know, um, well, not the best news, but I mean, UFC 294 is pretty sick. But the UFC <laughs> in USADA uh, are, they're going to be ending their partnership in two months. January twenty January 1st, 2024, USADA will no longer be involved with the UFC. As of now, the UFC does not have any drug testing lined up. So we're back to the TRT era, baby. Uh, what do you think about this one, man? Uh Obviously, a lot of this had to do with Conor McGregor and that whole controversy of him leaving and exiting the pool and not getting a waiver. But he is officially now back in training. But even you saw it as like, they may not follow the six-month rule because we're not really going to be a part of it anymore. Yep. I mean, so shit, we, dude. Yeah. Um, obviously, very interesting. I almost wonder if they if they're maybe are doing this. is all going on because, just specifically because of Conor. Obviously, a lot of people are thinking that. But at the same time, I'm not fully convinced that this whole storyline's done. I think it probably, at some point, we'll we'll find out that the UFC's probably either come to a new deal or they're with Vada or they're going to do their own thing. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever they decide to do. I mean, well, I mean, we're still yet to see because technically, I mean, they're still under USADA until January of January first of 2024, right? That is correct. Yes. So I mean, even then, we're not we're not there yet fully. So we still got to wait. But at the same time, you know, as uh, someone who has worked with a, and, and it's obviously not the same scenario, but someone who's worked with a, uh, a company that got sold and then new people came in, 
you know, certain things don't always flow the same, and especially when you're transitioning into something new. Uh, you know, certain people get lazy, stuff doesn't get done, so maybe certain fighters won't, won't be get tested as much or tested at all, and, you know, whatever. You know, I'm just speculating here. I don't know this for a fact, but it is it is possible that stuff like that and guys could already be getting ready to do things. Or, I mean, I mean, this is I mean, this is a whole other this this specific topic would be its own podcast to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it really could. I mean, what I will say is that, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, this is, this is awesome. I gotta be honest with you guys, I fucking hate USADA. Like, I've been very upfront about that. I don't think USADA is catching that many people. I think they instituted that rule that they don't have to tell when they even catch people anyway. Um, <laughs> fucking, like, they have different rules depending on who you are, which has always been, what's the point? Like, can we just be honest, dude? Like, what's, what's the point in, like, for example, like, what's the point of having you thought it? If you're gonna give John Jones, and let's be honest, John Jones, John Jones failed multiple times under you saw it. But like, the whole, the whole point is you fail more than twice, you're, it's two strikes and you're out. Like, that's the whole point. John Jones, I believe after his second, uh, drug test failure, you're supposed to get like 48 months or something, ended up getting like 11. Uh, fucking Tom Lawler had the same exact drug in his system, a similar amount, got suspended for two years, never fought again. Frank Mir lost two years of his career for a similar case. Conor Gregor was allowed to exit the pool to heal his leg, his broken leg, but fuck Chris Weidman, right? Like, that's why USANA is just pointless. Like, what are we doing here? I, it, it's not helping anybody. I guess, I mean, it's helping a couple of select guys, but like, I don't know. I just, I just have my own personal issues with, with USADA, and I'm happy that they're gone. I think the concept of waking up guys like Alexander Volkanovsky at 4 a.m. on fight day is fucking stupid. You know, like, and there's tons of stuff like that. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's a good thing because I think that we went too much in the opposite direction. I think after the TRT era, they went too much in, in the wrong direction. I think that they could have instituted some random drug testing, but to the degree that they haven't, to the degree of not letting some of these guys who need better medical care after going through like a broken leg or something, not giving them and allowing them to exit the pool and do certain things here and there. I just think it's, it sucks. So I'm happy that it's over, and good good luck to the fighters. <laughs> good luck to the you know they're happy, so you know that's what matters, man. Um, regardless, dude. I mean, this is a fun one. Um, this is this is gonna be a light topic right in the middle of news. This is gonna be a quick one. Did you see Francis and Ganu shatter a fucking door earlier this week? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if if people didn't see this one, uh, Francis and Ganu was I guess I, he was like going into like a sub way or some shit and he 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 did the old tim robinson he went to go pull on a push door and he fucking shattered the door according I mean, it is some guy on reddit who posted it along with like a picture of nganu and i guess nganu offered to pay and everything and it was fine but uh yeah dude um yeah what, what do you what do you uh what did you did you see that video? Did you find it funny? What do you think about it, dude? At first, I didn't know, and I told you this in the green room. I didn't know if it was promotion because Tyson and Francis released this kind of, uh, I guess, like fun kind of video where they're both like working out and there's like they're cracking through the earth, they're like shattering through walls, but like across the country, you know, across the planet, and uh, like you know, it's like Francis punching the bag and like the whole ground is shaking and. Tyson feels it. He goes do something. He goes and does something, and then it starts shaking where Francis is at. And I thought it was something like that, but apparently no. Francis is just that fucking strong. He just shattered a fucking this glass door. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's hard, I believe it's not like you know fake, but uh, you know, <laughs> it it, uh, it was pretty funny. I was like, and Ganu fucking took that took that promotional video way too fucking seriously, dude. Like, <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, yeah, I thought it was a little funny thing. Uh, but speaking of Francis and Ganu, he's gonna be fighting in Saudi Arabia later this month. But now the UFC also has a deal with Saudi Arabia. Um, next March, they will be going to the country for their first fight night. Not a pay-per-view event, but you've got to think this is the first of many events, I would imagine. Um, cause this is a, they're paying for them to come here. It's not like they're just, you know, they're cho- choosing to go into their own, go of their own volition. Um, what do you think about uh, this move, man? I know that there was a lot of – it really remained a question how much interest Saudi Arabia had in the UFC after giving $100 million to the TFL, but it looks like they're hedging their bets. I mean, look, hey, they want to get their – you know, we already know kind of what Saudi Arabia's agenda is with all sports. Uh, but look, as long as this money benefits the fighters, benefits the, the company, I think that's all that matters. And uh, obviously a good show for the people who are there that uh, they're genuinely interested in the sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, and something I saw that um, Conor Gregor already posted something about this too. So I wonder if he uh, might be coming back for a special fight. Now, maybe we'll do a special fight night event with Conor Gregor and Michael Chandler. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I thought it was weird that Conor posted, he posted uh, like a picture of himself on Instagram this morning, like congratulating Saudi Arabia on the event and, on a video with like a, like their their prints or whatever the fuck you know, it's like okay that's that's kind of interesting that's kind of interesting. Um, anyways, man, um, this is this is kind of a uh, an interesting thing because this very much flew like under the radar. Like I, I mean, I reported on this and a couple of others did, but not many people talked about this. Matt Riddle was released from the WWE. Um, Last month, late last month, after a series of controversies, uh, nonetheless, I was we know the story. A, a multiple, you know, multiple time UFC veteran, you know, has multiple wins inside the octagon. Apparently, he's in talks with Jake Paul. Um, it's very early talks, preliminary talks, no confirmation yet. But at the same time, apparently, they are in talks for a fight in 2024. It's unknown if this would be MMA or boxing. But uh, what do you think? What's your instant reaction, dude? This very much flew under the radar. I mean, I saw that he wasn't with the WWE anymore. Uh, did they have issues? Was he just never in good cahoots with them? What was the? Do you know anything about that? He he had a couple of uh, drug and alcohol issues, from my understanding. Oof. So not great. Yeah, never want to hear that. Well, AEW, here we go. <laughs> I mean, that's usually what happens, right? As of lately with these WWE guys, right? If they have a, you know, decent-sized following. You think, we'll see, you think we'll see Jake Paul over there, too? God, could you imagine? Just, just to, like, just, you know, instead of him going WWE, he goes AEW. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to fight Jake Paul. That's what he's going to do. Um, I think, dude, I think this might be breaking news. Uh, we're still waiting to see. But Dylan Dance Logan Paul might be off, Angel. You think so? Did you did you see the ending of the press conference? Yes. I mean this 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 won't matter to people who is who are listening in t- in a day from now, but uh it looks like Logan Paul, Dylan Dance might be off. Uh apparently Logan Paul got hit in the face with 
Dylan Dames did not throw his prime. He did not throw a prime bottle. Some people reported that. He hit him in the face with his microphone, and Logan got hit on, it looks like, the eye, and apparently he's cut and bleeding. We need, we need pictures, man. I, I, I was looking at it. I was looking at it live. Yeah. Yeah, we, we will see, but uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If not, I mean, shit, dude, Mike Perry about to get paid. <laughs> and he's going to have probably an easier fight, too, so fuck it, you know? Um, anyways, man, uh, that's that's kind of the last bit of news Could I have. Could you imagine Mike yeah. Perry versus versus Dylan Dennis? Matchup you never would have thought of ever in your fucking life. God willing. God willing. God willing will get Dylan Dennis. Or, I mean, versus Mike Perry, or Mike Perry versus Dylan De- versus Logan Paul. I mean, um, I'm cool with either one. I just want to see Mike Perry in there, bro. By the way, yeah. I'm I'm looking at the press conference chat right now. Everybody's everybody's hyping up Dylan right now. They're all like W Dylan, all this shit. No, I figured, yeah, but I'm I'm interested to see if that fight's gonna go on. Because uh, that's that's Jesus, that's not good at all. That's really fucking bad. What a dumbass. What just two dumbasses, dude. Is what it oh is. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't find any videos of him bloodied up, but apparently it is confirmed by MMA Fighting and a couple others that he was gushing blood after he got hit. Gushing but, uh, blood. Yeah, that's that's the words that they were used. So anyways, man. Um Yeah, we should go ahead and move on to the rest of the news and we'll see if anything else breaks. Uh, this is this, dude, this also flew under the radar, and I don't even think you know about this one, but it's like, okay, so Triller Fight Club, we have not heard... Oh my god, <laughs> he just threw me for a loop. Yeah, you, you didn't see this coming at all, did you? Um, so Triller <laughs> Fight Club... Hold up, let me check my bingo card. <laughs> Tr- Tr- Triller Fight Club has not been, uh, has not really been seen in a while. Um, they are having an event... Going down November 11th in Jamaica, uh, it's going to be, uh, I believe, an exhibition. God, God, I hope it's an exhibition. Um, between Donovan Razor Ruddock, who I believe is, is near 60, taking on James Tony, who I believe is around 53, I want to say. Uh, this is going to be the main event. Uh, this is their first show in a while, but the good news is, is that Beanie Man will be performing. So, Beanie Man will be performing. Um, any excite? This is going down November 11th, Angel. What's your excitement level? Negative five. Negative five. That's about. That's about the same. I'd rather get put in the bronze bowl than have to watch this event. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I had to throw that in there because I saw this break recently, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. And, you know, there's a fun fact. For, I believe that Muhammad Ali's last fight was in Jamaica because nobody else would clear him. Um, really? I, I could be wrong about that. Maybe it was, you know, it was, it was, it was maybe it was the Bahamas. It was something, it, you know. But, like, he, they, they're pretty clearly moving these guys to a, a different uh, commission because they won't get cleared. And that's just crazy to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and I love James Tony, dude. I fucking like uh, – Lights Out's one of my favorite boxers of all time, straight up. Um but yeah, I hate to see it. I hate to see that. That's that's upsetting. Um, anyways, man, this is the last. But speaking of upset, upsetting, it's all about the. We're all about the old men fighting this week, Angel. We're all about old men fighting because I don't even think you. I don't even think you remember this. Uh, going down uh, Saturday night 
it from from Davenport, Iowa, is <laughs> Mike Jackson taking on Pat Militich. You want me to tell you something that's going to throw you so fucking hard off? I thought about this last night. Oh, for real? You didn't forget? No, I didn't forget. I didn't know what was happening, but I thought about it last night because I was like, wait, when are these guys going to have their whole belt? Damn. Do you think uh, Pat Militich is going to drive to the arena? Um... Dude, by the way, what are the announcers going to be BJ Penn? For real? Yes. I didn't even know that. Yes, I just saw it on here. It says it on Tapology. Well? In Davenport, Iowa, coming to you live, BJ Penn, the prodigy. Oh, my God. Well, we will uh, we'll see what uh, what they can do. We'll see what Pat Militich can do, dude. He's in the main event on uh, on Saturday. Three rounds at middleweight, I believe, 185. Um, we'll see. 175. 175? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Apologies. Catch weight. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> what the fuck's going to happen? Where is this available? Like, will this be available online to watch? I think like- it's I think it's going to stream on Fight TV on pay-per-view for, like, probably, like, 10 bucks or something, if I had to guess. Jesus. What the fuck? So if Mike Jackson wins this fight, is that many fights? Jake Shields, convicted, convicted criminal, Jake Shields. Yeah, do you really want to see that? <laughs> Come on, dude. you already know what Jake Shields is going to do. What if they do it in kickboxing? <laughs> well, put me in. I, I, put oh shit. <laughs> I'll I'll fight I'll fight Jake Shields in a kickboxing match. You know. <laughs> dude, I'll anyway, fight Jake. Dude, they have they offered me Jake Shields in Lethway? Put me in. <laughs> Yeah, for real, dude. Let's go. Let's go. Um, anyways, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got. I mean, we had a, a long show. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I'm at Josh Cheminoff on Twitter. He's at Angel Ortega underscore 01. I courtside sound for all things related to the show. I hope you guys have uh, enjoyed it. Angel, any closing any closing messages to the sound off, sound off fans out there? Big week. Big week. I'm so excited because these next two – actually, the rest of this fucking month's going to be insane, so I'm excited to put out some banger content. We're closing in on 500k views on the YouTube channel. I appreciate all of you. Please like, subscribe, share, comment, rate us. Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, fucking, what is it? Google Podcast, you know, whatever the fuck you have. Rate us five stars. Fuck yeah. And, uh, we appreciate all of the love and support. Uh, like I said, 500,000 is, is the goal. Um, Anyways, guys, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed the fights this weekend. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.